Hi, I'm Greg Gavazia. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. Recording? Recording. Part two. Very good. Part two. Now that we're inside. Yeah. After the rain that didn't happen. Yeah. The great panic. And then... The great panic of holy shit, moisture. Yeah, moisture is the enemy of computers. It is. Yep. And electrical stuff. Anything in general, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what we were talking about now. That doesn't really matter. We can find a new topic. Yeah. I'm going to close this door a bit. Just a little bit? Or... Just a little bit. That's really healthy. <laughs> door needs some grease yeah maintenance yeah too busy maintaining other things mm-hmm. maintenance is the uh, like even with a new truck like still got to do the stuff that i'm doing every weekend pretty much grease, grease grease and wash yeah i can i can grease like on the road Usually try to get it done during the week. Yeah, and that don't work for me. That is not in the schedule. No. No, I, yeah, e-log requires that a person stops. Yes. We'll just say that. Good call. Yeah. But well, I, I mean... The shift that I run just doesn't stop before midnight. Yeah. So. But I want to I wanna get... I saw a guy had a little, a little creeper. I think I told you that. Short, oh, yeah, like a little fold one? Yeah, well, it wasn't even folding, but it was like two and a half feet long and had big wheels on it. Oh. So you could roll it on gravel. Basically, you put your back, lower back on it. Yeah, and scooch. And scooch around, but yeah, big wheels. Yeah, that would be the ticket. Especially for, you know, you're doing it in a gravel driveway or you're... Well, like we're... Yeah, I, did, I guess I did grease on the road this week. Yeah. But it wasn't enjoyable. No. No, like I don't see pavement very much. It's not fun when you have to roll around in the dirt and yeah, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, I'll throw my cubbies on, go underneath there. A lot of my drive lines grease those. Really? Mm-hmm. See, and that's like the one thing I make a point of greasing every week. My brakes can go a week or two, whatever, right? Yeah. But kingpins and like front end and drive line. Yeah. No, I like to do the front end and then I. But yeah. But I'll do the front end while I'm fueling up. Right? Drop yeah. box is open anyway. Whip out the electric grease gun. Grease the driver's side while you fuel the driver's side and move over and grease the other side. Yeah. yeah. Guys look at me like I got two heads lots of times. but <laughs> My truck, I wish I had. I had the, uh, on my Kenworth, I had the remote grease lines for the clutch. You don't have that on your truck? No, I have the lines that drop down. That would suck. So you still have to go underneath to grease it. Yeah, because I got, I, I don't even think I've ever seen a truck without the remote on it oh there's lots probably a western star thing no really no i had kenworths from bc that didn't have it huh yeah every truck i've drove has it or had it sorry yeah no it's kind of a it's a newer thing too huh can't be that new my truck's no five it's still pretty new compared to stuff i've driven yeah that's true yeah my first truck was an 86 yeah right right yeah that truck most definitely had no remote anything 
Yeah, and to be fair, the stuff that I did drive that was old, old, was company stuff that I didn't have to do anything to, so. Hmm. Well, I didn't, like, when I was driving the General, I never had to grease it. But before I drove the General when I was a kid. You had to grease it. I used to grease trucks. Yeah. It was kind of a, it was kind of a job. Well, for a while, that was my job. I'd grease trucks on Saturdays. Yep. Yeah. Grease to do oil changes. Yeah, I was always the wash kid. Oh, no, whatever I, did, I did wash kid too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, my dad greased and I washed. Oh, I got my kids greasing young when I had all when I had all my trucks. Like Yeah. Yeah. And I'd pay them like I can't remember what I paid them. I think twenty bucks a truck. <sighs> More than I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My dad would be like five. Yeah. Yeah. But if there was a misgrease nipple no twenty bucks. Let's see, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. So which which then you know, if they, if you go over it and you look and you're like, yeah, sorry, missed one. Which one? Then go find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it was kind of funny because it'd always be oversized. And I bought actually bought them a little. Uh, get a little pair of Carhartts. I didn't even know they made them that little. It was pretty cool. So yeah, right on. Pretty happy to wear his little Carhartt overalls and ah. had his electric grease gun. And because I mean, when I started greasing, there was no electric grease guns. No, like I I did grease for my dad. And yeah, no, there's never an electric grip strength. I had, the, I had the big handle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no grease. And... I was always greasing trailers because mm. the truck would get greased on pavement, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. And that's all the, the first mechanical stuff I always did was the trailer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do bearings. Great. Yeah, trailer stuff. And that's, you know, it's a shitty thing for mechanics who are apprenticing. Yeah, that's where you start. Yeah, you start with trailer mm-hmm. mechanics. And, and a lot of, actually anymore, a lot of the work on trucks. Like, if you've got a fleet that has mostly new trucks. It's all trailers. Yeah, you're not doing engine work or no. anything like that, right? So, yeah, I, uh, my brother-in-law had a... Uh, like his, when he would hire mechanics, he would hire, you know, first year, second year guys most of the time. And then when they got to third year, recommend that they go elsewhere. To further themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, or like, you know, keep the odd, the odd guys stayed around. Right. But, you know, like not everybody was going to get to do the more in-depth jobs. Right. So. But logging, you got lots of trailer work. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, and bush, you know, and, and even chip trailers, right? Like chip mm-hmm. trailers, you've got, you know, they're all super bees and yeah. So, no, I, and, and I always thought it was a smart thing. Like why go hire, you know, cause you'll see places they're hiring journeyman mechanics. Yeah. And their and, rate ain't, you know. Yeah. Huh. And, they, and they don't stay long weird because they're doing trailer mechanics. Yeah. They're a journeyman. They want to work on trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's got to be a lot different now to be a mechanic than it used to be. Like, I mean, because you're not doing, unless you work, um, you know, for Cummins or you work uh, at the dealership, you're not doing in-frames anymore. Or you work at a smaller good shop, like yeah. the ones that I go to. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like anybody new, they don't, don't get that experience. But that's... Now there might not be some truth to that because how many Cummins needed an in-frame at two hundred thousand in the last five six years, right? But most of them went to Cummins or a dealership. Yeah, that's right. There's not a lot of not a lot of 
They're not mostly... a lot of small shops are doing Cummins. Cummins Maybe. in frames. Yeah. Why would because, you want to? Well, and, and also... They're all under warranty. Yeah, you want to get it done under yeah. warranty if you're going to get one done. I mean... You know, you get an older truck and, and that where you want to maybe spend a little less than going to like platinum in frame at cat, even you'll get someone else. I don't even know if the platinum, I don't know if the platinum kit and everything comes with the warranty it used to, because it used to be like a damn good deal. Yeah, I don't think so. I haven't priced it out in a long time because I don't have any cats. But maybe if you went right to finning. Yeah, because there was lots of places that were doing platinum kits. And then, and, and it came with the warranty when you bought the kit. And if you were a licensed cat warranty dealer, right? Like, so there was, yeah, that would be the and there ticket. was one in White Court. There was, you know, there was a few places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be on board with that if I, when the time comes. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you've actually got cat warranty, not just like a lot of aftermarket warranties are not worth the paper they're written on. No, no, they're not at all. Yeah. That's why like selling used trucks, I don't, I would always get a, uh, like guys saying, well, can you sell me warranty? No, I won't. And they would wonder why you wouldn't want to sell warranty. It's like, well, because I don't want you coming back to me when this warranty company says, oh, yeah, well, you didn't do X, Y, and Z because it wasn't in the... Yeah, in the clause or whatever. Yeah, you didn't read your whole thing. You had to do your maintenance and send your maintenance papers to us at the warranty place to make sure that you did this. Otherwise, you don't get the warranty. And then, yeah, so I'm not going to name names on warranties, but there's a lot of aftermarket warranties that are just a really kind of a scam. Well, it's buyer beware like anything else, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if it's protected by yeah, Cummins Cat, like that, yeah, they've they've all had their issues, but I mean, they are a reputable company. Yeah, that does have to stand up to some certain standards. Yeah, that's the hard part is the warranty stuff, right? Like, I just put a, I think I just rolled over a hundred thousand on this trans that's in my truck, and uh, well, a month or two now. I had, it went out of adjustment. Like just all of a sudden I had no clutch brake. Mm. And for a guy, like I just kind of slide it into gear on my way to a stop. And just, so you're not using up the clutch brake, right? Cause yeah. anybody that's seen a clutch brake knows that there's not much there. Um, and yeah, it was like, I was wondering when I went back to that driveline shop, is this going to cost me or are you guys doing it or what? Yeah. But they, yeah, they were like, well, whatever it's warranty got me yeah. in right away and stuff. So that's good. No, oh, it, yeah, you want to have a you want to work with reputable shops. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You can't not like if it's your own money, you've got to have that peace of mind. Yeah, I'm... that's like my my injectors I put in got a two year warranty on them. So that's not... that's the ticket. Yeah, you you gotta like say you have to have that you gotta have that peace of mind. I I can't. I can't stomach the going to have a uh, going to do a repair and go, and cheaping out on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you you think well, it's it's cheaper to just go do this and and have my buddy throw it in. Yeah, but I, I even myself, I steer away from that. Like yeah. I'm gonna do. I need a pro heat system, like engine and bunk. And yeah, it's there's been one in my truck before, so everything's all plumbed and all ran and stuff. So you know, lots of guys will uh, say, oh just do it yourself do it yourself you're being lazy by not but it comes back to if my truck burns up because something's not right at least i've got a leg to stand on with a lawyer yeah about okay so and so you know whatever place kenworth for example was professionally put in and now it burnt my truck down yeah so insurance will cover you yeah if it was like yeah luke special and you maybe didn't crimp a wire or whatever they could 
and I mean, yeah. it might not even be that, but you just don't have like stand up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, went, so, you went red to black by accident or whatever, right? <laughs> well, it's so like liability is everything now, right? Like, oh, yeah, it all comes down to like CYA, right? Mm-hmm. That is the name of the game. 10 4. Oh, yeah. I'm red man to... is red man is delicious. <laughs> I'm just if anybody's wondering why the silence, yeah. just <laughs> got to give it a, a moment of silence for. Or some good product oh yeah yeah there's there's some stuff like and i mean i didn't do it for a long time and just do it here and there like not yeah. a bad influence that's why there you are yeah yeah are. see because every time you come over you end up chewing <laughs> have a dip here or there yeah it's I just like... so damn tasty yeah i'm happy to say i can take or leave most things which is i I'm lucky that I don't like, like have it now and then go, Oh, well, gotta have a poach, gotta have a poach, gotta have a poach. See, and I'm weird that way. Like I quit for a year, but I still had a tin in my pocket all the time. <laughs> it was unopened that whole year, yeah. but it was just having it there. So if I wanted it, it was it's there. Like, it's like your security blanket. Yeah, exactly. Never <laughs> opened it though. <laughs> I, and I fell off the wagon pretty hard when I started running south. He's like, oh, this is a really stressful trip. <laughs> oh, look, it's $2 a tin. <laughs> I can't afford not to at those prices. Well, you almost feel that way, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do it. I've had times where I quit for four years, never touched it, and then get back, do a little bit here, and then, you know, then kind of quit again. And then, yeah, lately it's just been. Oh, I'll pop out here, have a dip for when I was even when I was doing sales at Mac, I'd have like the odd, odd day where I would just like I get kind of stressed. I'd go back and uh, one of the boys in the shop and Red Deer Tip, he always had it, and it would just be like, it'd be like Ricky on Trailer Park Boys, and he'd be like, "Come on, boys, smokes, yeah, shoot, smokes. let's go." Yeah, I'd be like Tippy, give me a dip, come on. Yeah, he'd, he'd walk over his toolbox, give me a little dip. I'd stand back in the shop, just walk around, shoot the shit with the guys for a bit in the shop reconnect with yeah. non-salesman life yeah exactly and then just kind of flip out and then go back to my desk and i'd be yeah you're cool good again yeah, yeah you're then wouldn't touch it again for like week week and a half then it'd be like oh yeah <laughs> i'm either going home or somebody gives me some chew one yeah. or two yeah. <laughs> yeah i worked with a guy that was like it was like that um because i had quit at the time mm-hmm. i was like yeah Alan, chew, let's go. And then it was like, okay, we've both gone through a tin in a day. You should just buy your own. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I was just thinking back to that when I first, when I first started doing sales and uh, there, and I, I really liked the, I liked the environment in, in Red Deer like, yeah. because it was a smaller part of the dealership. And like, I haven't talked much about my salesman stuff on here, but like, I mean, uh it was just uh having that kind of a small town like i know red is not a small town but i mean it was like a small dealership environment i really enjoyed that yeah that would be the way to do it yeah definitely feel better yeah and then you could i mean i spent a lot of time traveling around um like central alberta and I and I enjoyed that too, but like you know, you could come back to home base there, and it was like, yeah, it was quiet, and everybody knew everybody, and 
and you could go into the shop and all those guys have been there a while and i haven't been in there i should stop by and kind of visit and see who's still around but yeah, i imagine it's changed in the last couple of years yeah yeah exactly yeah no it was a it was a good place to start it and then when you like when i moved into back to edmonton to do sales in edmonton it was a totally different gig because you know that's the bigger dealership and then you had sales managers in-house and uh all the brass is in-house everybody's you know it's yeah you got the glass tower it, it is yeah it's kind of like that so and and as we know from this my voice carries so i mean you never you always kind of feel like you're a little under the microscope as to everything you're saying and doing and yeah you're bound so, to get in shit for something eventually yeah yeah exactly so. no whatever right oh well what do you do back trucking now yeah it doesn't matter who hears what because it'll just be yourself yeah got my uh i'm happy i got my two-way radio squared away finally yeah so now people will stop messaging me being like oh greg's not on the radio yeah so no i i do have a big radio now it uh i switched the power leads there's two different power leads up in the in the headliner of that star okay and one of them is wired to somehow cut out when the mic keys so it cuts the stereo that's what was fucking it up yeah yeah and so yeah and it, and it just the way it was wired somehow it would just like it would back feed and it would just do this awful shit so i i switched those leads around and changed it up and uh, and now it's good i don't have a lot of range so i think because it's Not factory power factory antenna no that could be and so I think it might be just like a CD coax. Yeah. Yeah. So it's That's why I don't have a big radio in my truck yet is because it's not something I'm going to do myself. No. Take it to those guys yeah, in the Duke or whatever, right? And yeah. Here. Here you go. As I look on the shelf and I've got three of them sitting there. Yeah, you do. Right? Just stuff that a guy collects. Yeah. It's silly. Well, I was trying to find... I wanted to find my radio from my Kenworth because it was, it had good power. It had 400 and some channels. I had this one, which I can't even remember where it came out of. It's, it's not a bad radio. It's a, it's a vertex and I, I like it. One of my favorite radios out of the three or four that's sitting up there is a vertex. Yeah. I liked my vertex. I got a Kenwood right now. It's all right. But, um, and then dad was just, uh, he put like, he's got a, an overland rig. It's a, I think it's a 2000 f250 73 um so it's 73 power stroke uh extended cab short box with camper on it and then he's got solar panels and all this kind of shit and like it's set it's up like, oh yeah it's set up it's a it's kind of a bug out vehicle right a little tiny little lift on it and it's and it's also six speed manual so it's, it's actually not a lot of those around no no ford was not popular with their six speed manuals yeah and you said it was a 2000 yeah so yeah. yeah, the only other six speed that I've ever seen in a power stroke was a ninety five. Oh 95 yeah. Five or ninety six. Oh yeah. And it was imported. Oh really? Yeah, it was a state's truck. That's I, I knew I had a couple friends that had them, but yeah. Hmm. See, but I also that being said, I was never in the Ford group. No. No, all my friends drive Dodges. <laughs> it doesn't, you know. It's okay, we can drive different things. Yeah, I just like the Cummins. The little Cummins is damn decent. Oh yeah, no, they're a good, they're a good engine, and and that honestly, the the seven three was the Ford that was 
that was decent. Just yeah, stone reliable and and actually the what really screwed Ford. I mean, this is we're talking small trucks, but still, I mean, there's guys out there that eh. you know hot shot and do whatever, and everybody has a fucking pickup. Yeah, but if Ford hadn't built that stupid six liter, oh, six liter, yeah, um. Because then, even when they built the six four, their reputation wasn't garbage, and they even look at the six four problems they had, right? But the six four, like, actually ended up being not a terrible engine towards the end, yeah. And then, yeah, and then, but yeah, just kind of like the the six liter really, you didn't hear good six four stories because you had the. All you heard was the bad stories because of the six leaguer. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a, well, I know a guy um, that I used to work with that is a diehard. Like that's all he buys is six liters and then just head studs them and, you know, bulletproofs them. And he's like, Oh, once you bulletproof them, they're good motors. I same argument with him. Every time it was like, well, I've I drive my five, nine and I don't have to do anything to it. Yeah. Right. I don't get it. No. And that's just like, it's like buying a 2012 ISX and then immediately having to delete it. Yeah. Right? At what point are you like, okay, they didn't do good on this, so what else didn't they do good on? Yeah. You delete it, and then you get rid of the VGT, and you do this. And you got to put a new cam in it because you got rid of the VGT, and yeah. It's... No. no. I drove a lot of ISXs because that's what was popular in the, in yeah. the time that I was driving company trucks. And... Yeah, they're great motors as long as you're not paying for the in-frame that it needs at 300000 Oh, need it, huh? I never drove one that didn't. <laughs> mm. uh, I... Last one I drove got a crate motor after I drove it. What are you saying about you, then? <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it, it might not... I mean, there's definitely a correlation there between me and, and that, but it's also the work that we were doing with them, Oh, right? yeah, no. 300... 300,000 of pulling a 19 axle is a lot different than 300,000 of yep. five axle down the highway. Yeah, well, 100%, right? But I do know that those motors did like to be worked more, and they did like RPM more. Oh, yeah. And if you put them in a, like, the as far as the emissions go, like, the emissions don't work for the shit if they're idling along down the highway. Yeah, no, terrible. The, you got to keep them hot. Yeah. But there is a fine line between where they're happy and where they're too hot. Yeah. And I've seen 250, 260 on a coolant gauge on a Cummins. Yeah. Granted, it needed work later on, but it wasn't immediate. You see that high on a cat and it's like, we're towing it home. Yeah. That's enough. (laughs) Yeah. But you even look at the oil temperature. You know, I had somebody message me this week that was like driving an X-15, all the emissions and everything intact. And she was concerned about how high the oil temperature was. And I was like, well, is it in the red? She's like, no, it's like right at like 249. It's fine. It'll yeah. sit there all day. Because you look at like the that's combustion temperature because of that DEF and EGR system. That's it's going to be hot. Yeah. No, and and uh, honestly, the, the Detroit's not much different. Like they run hmm. oh, the well, the oil temp, I shouldn't say that. My oil temp never runs that high. But my coolant temp. I've seen oil temp on a comment on an ISX at two eighty, two ninety. Yeah. Mine was all mine mine all used to run right around the two forty mark. Yeah. And I don't know, never had I never had I honestly had like I, I my sixteen 
it had one issue, then it got deleted. And then it ran like top. But before it got deleted, it, I I like had it dyno and everything. The numbers on it were ridiculous, but it ran good. Hmm. Like it, it pulled it pulled way better than a 550 ever should have. And everybody was always like, oh, that truck's on the 550. It pulled good. Yeah. And then that's like uh, my orange tri drive that I ran was a 550. Yeah. But worked the bag off of 550. Yeah. I oh. remember it was still emissions intact and I, it was starting to get gutless. And then they put me in front of a 390 hoe into Tech Cardinal River, south of Hinton. Yeah. Plus 35 day, no push truck. That truck got so hot, everything was hot. Yeah. And, but literally felt the change. Like pulled in, pulled out 390 in, unloaded it, put another 390 on, and went back, put the dead one on, and went back. And it was noticeable. Whatever. It, it liked being that hot, I guess. <laughs> Just had to heat up to. I put over 200,000 on that truck and I never did a regen. Never did a parked regen. Yeah. Because it was always working. Yeah. And the thing, the big thing with those two is to keep them hot when they're idling, like in the winter. Yeah. So I, and I think we've talked about this before, close the winter front up and like 16, as high as that, ta- the cruise would take the RPM is where I'd run it at night. I don't know. I I always had uh, I had the engine heater on mine, so I never ever ran it at night. But but that uh, the one truck I had that '09 that I had, which no DEF but DPF, and then that one ran like it just never it. I I owned it and never needed an imprint the whole time I owned it. And then that's not bad. And then when I sold it, it went to a guy and I ran into his kid a year later, and it had twenty some thousand hours on it. Like when I sold it, I was like running to the bank with the draft. Yeah. Because I was sure it was going to blow up tomorrow because it hadn't. And all I'd ever done was like um, uh, turbo actuator. Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah. Like everything that I'd done to it was just like small. And so, um, yeah, I run into it a year later and I'm thinking, oh, geez, I see, see him at the pumps, like kind of hanging my head, like. And then I went over and said, oh, hey, yeah, that's my old truck. And, and he told me it had just been a great truck. They hadn't done anything to it. And so it's still good. But that truck had 430s in the back end. So it was high all the time. And when before I owned it, it was a grand cash truck. So it hauled equipment and logs. And, in the hills. And, and dumped yeah. up in, like, basically, yeah. On the, so it was up on the FTR and up around, like, there all the time. And then when I got it. It hauled logs and hauled mats. It never had anything less than, you know. It didn't have an easy life. No. Until, like, for a little while, I pulled uh, um, pulled live floor with it hauling sawdust. And that was the easiest it ever worked. And, I don't know, maybe by then it was just broken enough. And But I never really had any, I never had a park regen there. But it definitely regen going down the road a lot more. Yeah. Running that light. Yeah, and I can't even remember if mine, how often mine did it going down the road, to be honest. Well, you, it, if you're working all the time, the fans running all the time, you never know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just click it on. Yeah. That's what I did most of the time. Just run with the fan on. And I even, like, pulling Super Bs now, it's just force of habit even. Like, I come coming down on the downstroke to a big hill, just I reach over and flip it on just out of habit. Yeah. Don't need to, but yeah. whatever. That was always something that bothered me that I couldn't, um, it was hard to order 
an on-off fan at the end of when I was at Mac. That would bug you. That would bug me. A truck without it is not. Well, they want that, you to. They they. That's really, not right. That's not right. Yeah, like and and a lot of the companies they they want to have that um, viscous coupling automatic fan that has no switch and uh, so I would always order the Kaiser on off with the switch and and it was always something that had to go through um, like they they have like this uh, sales engineering thing and so what if you have something that's out of the ordinary you put in a request for it basically and then before they approve you ordering the truck they look at it and say hey it's good or it isn't so but now, it would always come back is they'd be like oh yeah no problem but it had to go through them yeah because if they said no and you're you as a salesman's like well this is what the customer wants mm-hmm. right how's that gonna work but there's lots of like stuff there's lots of stuff like that like i mean with and, and i know that they're not the only manufacturers this is the one that i have experience with but yeah. i've talked to lots of other salesmen they're like oh geez you know the hoops we have to jump through to get alberta spec or canadian spec trucks is ridiculous and it's it is true because what we do up here is just so much different. Oh yeah, hundred percent different. Yeah, everything's different. Yeah, like I mean, a heavy haul truck in the south, like uh, super heavy haul, like what you were doing, like hauling, uh, you know, super loads and shit. Yeah, in I the states, those. Oh yeah, I hate the name too because yeah. some stuff is not super. No. no, so not super. So not super. I remember sitting in Tumbler Ridge for a week and a half for a super load permit. And then they sent me home and called me back two days later at six in the afternoon to be in Tumbler Ridge for two in the morning because that's when the bridge engineer was going to be there. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just remembered that. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and I was just going to say, like, the, so, like, down there, I mean, day cabs. Yeah. Like, per, like look at Perkins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And vocation, if you're, if you have a vocational truck, what would be considered a vocational spec, logger, uh, tanker, all that stuff, day cab. Yep. And like winch trucks, heavy haul trucks down there are not winch trucks. No. I remember so many times guys would come up to me and be like, why, why you got that on the back of your truck? And then try it. You got to explain that to them. Yeah. But I can see it. Like I was running into problems all the time being too heavy on my truck. And there was even talk of like taking the drum off and the tank out of my winch rig up. Cause we were like 6,000 pounds on the drive over consistently. Yeah. Which you would gain by taking your winch, like taking your drum and your tank off, you'd gain. I remember at the, we were sitting in a scale in Montana, firing all my rigging off into a pilot truck. <laughs> like everything that wasn't on the load comes off the truck, tire chains, everything. Just and trying to get it. I'm an overprepared guy. So I carried on a tri drive, I carried five sets of triples. Because you never know when you're going to blow it up. And you never know when your push truck's going to need one because it didn't show up with chains mm, yeah which sounds really silly but it happened <laughs> well even even me like i'm the same like i like to over prep for some stuff and yeah last winter running the coke i had two sets of singles and a set of triples even though i was just pulling tried them yeah you know and some guys you get the, the chain up lights to be on and they'd have their one set of cheapo cheapo singles you know their cables or yeah, or their socks, or you know, whatever they're trying to run, you know, and yeah, like, and so when it was really, really crappy out, like, I mean, you're not getting up and over that hill with a set of singles, no. And and yeah, tried them. I don't need all that stuff, 
but hey there was one time it was just pure ice it was disgusting out and they probably should have shut it down but they didn't i threw a set of triples set of singles we went bozeman pass oh yeah. last winter the winter before anyway we were down there and it was my first states side trip in the winter and i was pulling a 10 axle with a pump on it so we got there and i don't know if you've ever been through there but their chain up areas aren't really chain up areas <laughs> but luckily i had the wife was driving pilot truck so we pull into pull out and went and did the run and didn't i didn't think anything of it all right i'm gonna drop a jeep i got a c5 with planets on yeah I'll throw two sets up and over we go i'll come back to the jeep and uh when i was pulling back in everybody was looking at me like what are you doing it's like <laughs> what <laughs> up and over boys like let's get her done and then i found out how not proper that was down there <laughs> like that is not should have just parked but if i parked i would have been there like two days yeah and yeah that's no fun no I'm... I'm pretty sure that was in bozeman i don't know snowstorms and mountains i know that that was involved yeah yeah no that's kind of the attitude here is you just okay we'll figure it out like yeah. yeah just get her done yeah but even you go over to saskatchewan and then guys have harassed me why i don't carry tire chains but you put tire chains on, on a grid road in saskatchewan and you get caught that is a major major fine they oh. they don't like that i didn't know that yeah no just don't put them on in saskatchewan if you need Ontario, tire chain Ontario, same way. yeah and no tire chains on the highway there yeah i don't think you'd get away with it in saskatchewan either yeah. and my and i like it honestly i like uh you mean you don't like chaining up? Who doesn't like chaining up? I don't mind chaining up. I just don't feel that if you have if you need to chain up to go down the highway, maybe you should just park it. Yeah. Just stay in the truck stop. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Yep. I did have once last winter where I I on the same thing on the Coke, I came over to the smasher, uh, pulled into the chain off area, looked at the road, looked at the guys taking their chains off. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave these on. Snugged them up. Yeah. Drove another 10 miles. And totally glad that I did. Because everybody that had taken their chains off pretty well was sliding off yeah. the road. Or, or stopping because they were... Now, now you got to chain back up. Yeah. And that's how you get hit. Yeah. Dead. I, uh, don't get me wrong, like, in the bush and stuff, I love chain up and augering. Oh, that's so much fun. Planet <laughs> tractor, just let her eat. As what I miss about heavy haul, <laughs> and it wasn't my truck, so it didn't matter as much. That <laughs> you want her in there, all right, I'll get it in there. But if you got to haul me back, this is on you. Yeah, yeah. And when and when there's trenches, because I had to do this. Oh, trenches. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember one time up on the Simonette. I think I've told you this yeah. story before. Yeah. Right through the front office lawn with a bed. Yeah. Well, you wanted it in here, and he needs to dug me that away. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just, it, I have, a, I, I didn't have to do that that often, and so, and and most of the time wouldn't. But yeah, like it was like, and that was the weird thing for me, like because I got into that industry so young. Yeah, that was normal. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean you're gonna park, not go down, you know, Simon after? Oh, like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't worry about that. But we never had anything that was that like terrible heavy where. I, like so if i throw on two sets and if i like say if i had a 330 on well you throw two sets on and then you like say take your aluminum rims and back that 330 up so you got some real weight up over the neck get her up there yeah, yeah. you're not augering anything you just 
you just slow right down, put it in the gear that's going to go over the hill in, and lock everything up. You're going to climb it. Yeah. There's really not much with two sets of chains and 32,000 on your drives that you're not going up. Yeah, exactly. And there was lots of times where I was 40, yeah. 50 on my drives, and it's like, okay, we need assistance. You know, <laughs> give me some more. But I remember there was even times when, uh, you know, before Mac was really booming and they're doing all the expansions and building stuff where we'd get a snow support machines. Mm. Yes. Technical difficulty break. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was, Oh, I know I was talking the other, uh, just about the using the tow tractor all the time. Yeah. Even like when I got into the oil field, there wasn't tow tractors. It was always bed trucks. Yeah. And then, or a cat. Yeah, or a cat. And then tow tractors became a thing, and they're friggin' slick. They're a good damn idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, knowing that having that rope, same thing. You hook on, the rope stretches up, and as as the trucker in the back, it's put it in a gear. Pick it. Yeah. Yeah, and leave and it alone. <laughs> leave it there. Yeah. Don't catch up to the tractor. Don't lose the tractor. Yeah. But, I mean, if you weren't on a rope, that was always the problem with the cat. You start mm. catching the cat, then the cat pulls. Yeah. Then you catch it. And you start getting the rocking motion yeah, and banging and, then, and yeah. Yeah. And then you pull off the front bumper of the truck that was just a highway truck or whatever it was. Yeah, and see my experience that was never the weak point. It was always the winch line. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, when you've got a, a, a C five, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're never you're not pulling the bumper off of a And that's such a weird another weird thing about going to what I'm doing now from before, like whatever, there's a ditch. I know I've got four or five feet of ground clearance. And even if I don't, the stuff that's going to scrape the ground don't matter. Yeah. Now, I pull into farmer's fields and gentle. Yeah. <laughs> gentle. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's so it 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 is just different. It's like, uh, oh, Marlon and I were talking the other night, and he's like, I don't think I could do what you guys do off off road. He's like, because you're not nice to to a truck, and it's true. Like, if you come from that side of it, it just seems normal. But when you think about like even going down a hill to hit a bridge, so you can run the other side of the and and then right before the bridge is a you know like a, a four inch drop that you hit yeah and it like see and i never got that like i was never able to do that hauling equipment and stuff because the stuff that i hauled you hit that four inch now you're gonna have your wheeler is gonna start bouncing and yeah you've got a bunch of momentum but now all of a sudden you get a bounce in the right spot and it lightens up your drives and now you're spun <laughs> out anyway other yeah i learned that one the hard way but I, that's one of the things I enjoy about not being in the oil field anymore. So you don't have to beat on a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. But I get on a grid road, which is equivalent to a lot of lease roads out, out here. And it's guys are doing, if you're doing under 60, guys are pissed. And out there it's like, yeah, 35. Cause that's where my cruise kicks on. Hang out. People can pass me, whatever. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Where, and it's hard to wrap my head around that change, right? Yeah. But now it's, I don't know if I'd want to go back. No, I'm kind of the same way. I remember we were going down the A and C road when I first started logging and, and, uh, had no, uh, had no attack card in because, uh, we were hauling for a different mill, so they couldn't take our attack cards. And so we were there on the weekend and I was like, I want, I was, it's time to go home. Yeah. And so I was, cranking it up a little bit. They didn't have road cops on the A&C road then. Oh, wow. 
yeah, there was no real speed limit, but it was 80 was what it was supposed to be, right? Yeah. So I wheeled her up to, you know, around 100 with a load of logs on, winter load too. Oh yeah, you're moving then. Yeah. And you kind of get going and you're like, I'm pretty solid. I'd probably do a little bit more. So I wheeled her up and then we're on a long straight stretch at the like far end of the ANC where it's really, yeah, say long and straight, right? I'm up around like buck 15, buck 20. Oof. Yeah. And just cruising because there's really nobody out there. It's Saturday night, right? There's, yeah. And I hit a frosty. Oh. And it was a little bit cockeyed. And that whole load started fucking rocking and rolling. Yeah, side to side. Ooh. Side to side and up and down all yeah. at once at a buck 20. So, yeah, just uh, lift. Don't let the jakes come on. Yeah. Cause... When it all kind of stopped that, I, I went right back down to 80. <laughs> yeah. All right. Learn my lesson. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a good way to spill and play pickup sticks. Yeah. I was, uh, I had a triple seven on a rail 48 one winter coming down from Fort McMurray. And yeah, we were trying to push daylight, right? So usually it was like 80, 85. Yeah. But I had her up like 95. I was, we were moving on her. Yeah. And, uh, pilot up front said, Oh, frost heave. And I was, I was there, yeah. right? Before I could really do anything. And that thing started bouncing. And it's like, Okay, it's fine. And then I started seeing little puffs of smoke. And my operator's like, Kate, rock truck tires are hitting the ground. It's like, oh, oh, don't, James, please don't break. Please don't break. And just grab the spike. Yeah. Snap everything back straight, right? Because that was my trick with wheelers all the time was give it a, a good 20, 25 PSI application oh, yeah. on the spike and keep your foot buried into it. It'll snap straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As long as your operator's paying attention. I had one time that I did that. Didn't really let them know first. Yeah. Yeah, there's, he's like, whoa, and I see him <laughs> pop out around the load. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, we're slowing down. Because <laughs> you stare at the back of a trailer for, you know, four or five hours and nothing happens. I, I couldn't do that job. My time operating, I actually really liked it. Yeah? Yeah, if I was going to go back heavy hauling, it would be a very difficult decision on what I would do. Yeah. Operator drive. They both have their things. Yeah, I just, that and... I don't know, even even piloting for me, like I mean, I'm I, a terrible pilot. Yeah, T- horrible. Like, I, I, that makes you really appreciate good pilots. Like I, yeah. I was saying, my load down. I had great pilots this this last trip, and it was awesome because you know they were bang on and where they called the rails, where they called everything, and just did a really good job. And that's not always the case. And I, I I'm a shitty pilot. I know that. Yeah. Because I just start zoning out because I'm like well, I'm not even driving the truck. Yeah, and then all of a sudden your trucker's yelling at you, "What about this set of rails?" Yeah. Like, ah, shit. Oh yeah, or you're you're on the four lane and you're the guy at the back, and so then you're not calling anything up because you're just you got the tunes on and you're like staring at that oversized sign for like two hours on Highway 43. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it behind a non-steerable trailer. I wouldn't want to be the guy in the back at all. So what are you doing? Yeah, right. And it's funny uh, when my wife and I were working together, and w- she had to pilot a load out of Calgary after she piloted me out. And uh, I was like, whatever, I'll I'll come with you. And then we were standing in the safety meeting. She made a joke. Oh, well, he's going to pilot. And everybody there, you know, it's heavy haul. They know who I was. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll pilot. And uh, the, super, the manager was there overseeing, right? Yeah. And after he's like, you're a terrible pilot. Because, <laughs> like, I know what needs to be done from being in the truck, right? But I just took too much advantage of if I got blinky lights, I can right foot down. 
So I was like, you know, 90 up 52nd Ave in Calgary <laughs> at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I did not, not good pilot. No. And there's so many guys, like I had a push truck driver um, and he evolved obviously, right? No longer push truck driver. And he got in front and he's, we were bitching about pilot or he was bitching about pilot. So I was like, one day you'll do it and you'll realize, right? And I didn't have that experience, but dating a pilot so i got to hear all the stories right and uh then one day he got put in a pilot truck and they went up the stretch from 16 up to white court on 32 yeah and yeah he's he's like i'm never gonna be a pilot again i'm never gonna bitch about a pilot again (laughs) like whatever (laughs) you want me to slow down i'll slow down yeah Yeah. it's a it's a thing like any job that's like underappreciated you know people need to go out and do it it's like um for me, like in hockey, as a hockey coach and as a hockey player, I used to yell at refs, bitch at refs, whatever. I was not good. Not good at all. And then, then you refed. <laughs> then I had to ref. And so I refed one game of ladies hockey. Like ladies hockey. Okay, not casting aspersions, but it's not like, it's not like refing a, you know, midget triple A game. No. It's not like refing junior or something like that. It's, you know, pretty relaxed pace. I can definitely skate with them. Um, terrible. I was terrible. They were yelling at me, and they had every right to. I was bad. And then I had to, um, we were doing evals once for midget, and somebody forgot to book refs. They're like, well, you know what, Kegger, you go ref, and um, I think my buddy Tom, I think the two of us are going to just tag team, like, two official systems, no three, right? I have never really paid attention to where the ref goes. Oh, yeah, just not in the way. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. Or I'm watching, or I'm yelling at him because he missed something. Because in my mind, I watched it perfectly. Yeah. Why can't he see it? Um, oh, yeah. Just in the way all over the place. And then one point, I was skating, watching the play one way, and turned around, and a player was coming straight back at me the other way. So, like, a 17-year-old kid, and I'm, you know, 220 at the time, not wearing any equipment. I didn't want to get blown up. So <laughs> yeah. I just dropped my shoulder and laid the kid out. Oh. So then there's parents in the stand that are like, pissed at me, like, Oh yeah, just the worst rap in the world, right? And uh, yeah, anyways, not good. So I, it really gave me some perspective. I don't bitch at refs anymore. I still yell at them on the TV because they can't hear me. Yeah, and and those guys are they're getting paid well. They should catch. It's like yelling at car drivers with your windows up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Makes you feel better. Yeah, it, it, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not a job I would want. No. No. No, and then it's, or, you know, DOT, you know, guy can, that's not a job I want. That can't be an easy job. No. You know, but a guy would bitch about it. But yeah, you, when, if you actually had to go do that job and deal with us every day. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, Jesus. Especially oh, me. Oh, you wouldn't want to deal with you. No, because there's been times where, especially like, you know, heavy hauling, you, the DOT don't see it all the time. And then they think something's wrong. It's. And then you end up arguing, and then they're sad because they're actually wrong. But well, you'd be you'd be a dick as a DOT. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, you'd be that guy that people would be like, you know what? If if I ever catch that guy alone, I'm... oh yeah. But I think on the same hand, <laughs> I'd let, want to lynch you, right? right? Yeah. I'd like to believe that I'd be reasonable, though. You'd right? Like to believe that. You know, okay, you're over on your axle, but you're under your you're under your yeah. gross. Sorry, carry on. I get it. But there's a lot of these guys that I would just shit on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you should know better, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be an interesting thing. 
thankfully, I don't think either one of us ever has to worry about that. No, probably not. It's crossed my mind before. Yeah. You know, like after you get a ticket, you're like, oh man, I should go be a DOT so I can be one of the good ones. And then you sit back, <laughs> you think about it exactly like that. And well, I probably wouldn't be that good, actually, would yeah, I? By the time you went through all the schooling that you're like, you know what? I got this. I got my badge here or whatever. I can't even remember if they wear a badge. But... Now they do because they're sheriffs. That's true. True. That's a whole other. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, whole other podcast there. Yeah. Still working on that. Yeah. Like it's definitely past the date that we talked about. True. Give me some time. He's probably on a beach by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to wrap this up? I got some shit to do today. Yeah, I got a truck to wash. Oh, yeah. And don't wash your computer. Well, actually, your computer doesn't matter. Just... Why you always got to bring my computer up? Because <laughs> we just had a... Well, actually, no, we didn't have a trouble-free one with mine, so never mind. Yeah. I was actually looking at computers, uh, and then I had to do a head gasket, so... Yeah. I got gotcha. you. It's all yeah. good. All good. Okay. That's that. We're yeah. done. See you down the road. You bet. You've been listening to the Semi Crazy Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram, Luke Dirk Phillips. And you can find me on Instagram, Semi Crazy Inc. And on Facebook, Semi Crazy Truck Pictures. Thanks for listening.